Crowlets. How are you? Doing well. Knows anything different? <laughs> man, I, I love it. I love the lights. I know you're not going to have them on there all the time, but uh, it's a good look, man. You like it? You like the tribute to Bray Wyatt's lantern? I or do. It, the shoulders are going to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Late Night Grin. This is Deciding the Decade, WWE Survivor Series. Um, I'm joined by an expert panel as always, the Oracle of Wrestling. It's been what's it been a week, week since okay. it's been right? a while. It's been a while, and and uh, I mean, I mean, let, let me just show something real quick. Okay. There you go. Yeah, so, lots of excuses are being made in Knoxville about team drama and. You know, someone, some, some guy at work claimed that there was, you know, gambling involved, and, and you know, uh, so, so, you know, some are claiming that South Carolina poured sand on the field, and all this other shit, and they just can't own up the fact they got their fucking asses beat. Um, thoughts on that, Bobby? Yeah, no, I mean, I was surprised. Like, I wasn't really uh, well, watching. Shocked, it in, don't get me wrong, but intently because I was watching. Uh, it was the night of full gear, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was watching that, but like I was keeping track. I'm like, oh, they scored 35 points in the first half. That's wild. I think they scored on like every possession, which nine out of ten. Yep, insane, man. Is this yeah. the game that you that you so full gear was on when this was on, right? I was present <clears throat> at the, at yeah. this game. Yes, I remember that. Yes, um, like- I watched full gear on Monday. Um, I'll briefly say, say my thoughts. I thought the middle of the show was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the main event. Um, I didn't love the early. I didn't love the first hour of the show. It was just a lot of matches that I didn't care for mm-hmm. coming in anyways. But it was it was a fine show nonetheless. Yeah, I think it was a uh, a success when they needed one, right? So Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You get what you get, I suppose. Folks, I hope Twitch is working. It's been very weird. Um, like, it's telling me I'm offline, which is bad. Um, please confirm for us in the chat that we are not offline. That would be unfortunate. It says um, we only have one viewer, but there's, like, Six people yes. talking in the Twitch chat. Switch so. keeps going to one, and the bitrate says offline. So I don't know. We'll do the show. <laughs> we'll watch it. They can watch it. I don't know. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. We'll upload it afterwards anyway. Um, all right, boys. Was that a Dave Matthews song? Ants marching, or whatever. No, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, armed with a new microphone, I also have notes. This is one of the only shows of the year I prepare for. For those of you who don't know. So in the decade is basically just a means to like explore the history of an event, right? We did it with SummerSlam. Here we're doing it with Survivor Series. We'll probably do it for the big four and then we'll branch out and do some concepts like world champions, mm-hmm. YSD champs, tag, you know, we'll do something like that because um, that could be fun too. But Survivor Series is such an interesting event because I do believe the term I used earlier is fair, which I think it's an iconic event. Yeah. However... It's an interesting event because there are very few shows in the history of the event that you would consider like objectively great shows. You know, like there's been a lot of bad Survivor Series, middling Survivor Series, but the show has now been going for nearly 35 years, I believe. Yep. <laughs> Coming up on 35, and it's like, it's just fascinating the kind of history of this event. So I was looking forward to this. Bobby, I know you was very keen on bringing back the uh, format for this one. Um just broad thoughts on what Survivor Series meant to you as a fan, the kind of concept, obviously the famous, you know, Survivor Series matches themselves, the whole thing, Bobby. Go ahead, mate. 
Yeah, I was kind of liked it because, you know, right when I started watching, they were really focusing on the brand split and the big fours are like the only time that you'd see that crossover where, mm -hmm. you know, there'd be some Raw versus SmackDown people or, uh, you know, even just the backstage segments where they interact or whatever. And I always thought that was pretty cool. And then, you know, when the network came around, going back and watching the older ones, like, I think it's one of the only times that, like, Shawn Michaels and Andre the Giant were in the same ring or you get kind of cool stuff like that where like they maybe have not had a singles match but it's still kind of a cool thing to see historically absolutely it's like a it's very much a um you know this kind of like it's almost a video game idea right are these super teams mm -hmm. going together um the rumble gives you some of those moments but that's still on the other things with Survivor Series you get that deal where it's like you can get some of your favorite wrestlers paired up in these wacky teams and yeah you know once upon a time, they'd have a cool team name and brand and so on and so forth. Oracle, yes. what do you think of? When I set you Survivor Series, what memories come to mind? Like just broadly, you know, you're kind of – what it means to you as a, as a wrestling fan. Okay, so I turned 30 years old on Thursday, next Thursday. And um, so my memories are not like – I don't have like the – I sort of associate like Thanksgiving kind of in a way with it, right. but not as much as like mm. – you know, people who grew up in the 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of it, I do think of the, of the traditional Star Series tag. And like, um, Star Series was, was, of course, one of the big four. And it was a huge deal when I was a kid. It's it, By that point, it had already kind of lost some of its steam. But yeah. they tried to revitalize it after the Attitude Era and make it kind of interesting mm -hmm. in some ways. Some years... They succeeded some years. They failed miserably. Survivor Series has had some really bad years and some really good ones. It's, I think it's the biggest mixed bag of all the big four. <clears throat> yes. I mean, lest we forget, at the beginning of the last decade in the 2010s, uh, you know, Vince was ready to fucking axe it. You know, mm -hmm. um, so like it, 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 it was barely hanging on by a thread there in 08, 09, 10. You know that mm -hmm. that that period. Um, the first Friday series I ever watched was 2000. I watched it live. Um, I think the first one I ever saw was probably Friday series 99. Because, you know, I got it on DVD where Austin gets run over. Um, yes. But the mm -hmm. one I watched live, the first one I ever was Friday series 2000, you know, on pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> had like the Rock Rikishi, which was a few that I was invested in at the time. And then it had uh, a terrible ending with Austin and Triple H. Yes. Austin picked up Triple H from the the forklift and dropped him to his death in a car i was like one fuck? of the longest no contests ever right yeah. <laughs> in the modern era <laughs> yeah um but like one of my all-time favorite memories was like getting together with with friends and family in the early 2000s and watching survivor so sure 2002 and yeah. like the first elimination chamber mm -hmm. that whole show is great um mm -hmm. watching like Team Austin versus Team Bischoff, which we were all like invested in as a kid. Yeah. Um, watch, you know, and that, and that was in 03. Even watching the stupid shit like popping for Maven as a kid, because we thought it was so funny <laughs> that like Maven did like the Terry Funk. You know, if, you, if you, Bobby, you probably remember this because you, I know you probably watched it recently in the last year or so. When Maven comes out wrapped with his bloody wrapped head, yeah. Maven's like the <clears throat> heroic baby face in that fucking match in 04. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, the the Raw versus SmackDown first time in 05. and um, I don't know. I could go through the whole list and bore everybody here, but like, I, I I just I always think of the elimination tags first and foremost. But just like, I don't know. It's it's a big four pay per view. I I was lucky enough to go to one. 
2015, of course, it was the one where there was a uh, threatened ISIS attack, and we all had to yeah. stand in line as drug dogs and bomb and the bomb squad and bomb dogs all sniffed us, and we stood in line in the CNN center for three mm. and a half hours. And we're gonna one get guy, we're gonna, one guy claimed that Alberto yeah. Doria was paid ten million dollars to return. Well, um, <laughs> that, that nine point five million off US but, title, yeah. but um. <laughs> So, like, I don't know. It, the show has suffered in recent years, in my opinion. When they did the NXT deal in 19, that was kind of a nice twist. But the the, the brand supremacy stuff has thankfully kind of been cut out. And, yeah. you know, we've gone to a new kind of era of Survivor Series with War Games. So we'll see how tomorrow pans out. And sorry for my four-minute spiel there, but I kind of wanted to Beautiful. put all that out there. It was beautiful. Um, the concept of Survivor Series is definitely a case for me of like, it's something I love in theory, regardless of the results. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of Survivor Series matches that I truly adore and are like some of my favorite matches. But there are many Survivor Series matches that I don't have any memory of and don't think really good. But I don't really care because it's still a thing that like, if you give me my favorite guys, I'll find a way to put them in one of these matches. Because I just love that, you know, that kind of concept, that idea. Um, especially because it's promoted as a big deal, or was anyway, once upon a time. Um, one thing that's really fun about this year, just quickly, well, you know, we just mentioned it then, like, it's weird to think this show was introduced once upon a time to counteract Starcade, mm-hmm. which was like Dusty's greatest, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. And now the show is going to be revitalized by like Dusty's other great thing, like War Games, right? Like, <clears throat> that's kind of, I'm sure Cody, that pops him. Um, quick thing I wanted to mention the guy I always think about as Survivor Series is Randy Orton. Right, like when I was going through this, I was reminded of how often he's been like in the thick of things at the end of those traditional Survivor Series matches, and it's been legitimately across like a 17 year stretch he's been doing that. Like yep. he's been a sole survivor a bunch. Um, it feels worth bringing him up very momentarily. Like it doesn't appear guaranteed we're going to see Randy wrestle again. So I, I just wanted to give you guys a chance to speak on it because I, you know, personally, I'd say like we're all fans of his. Um, I've certainly loved watching him wrestle. And if, if, big if, we don't see Orton back in there, the very least regularly, um, it's fair to say that his legacy, some of the biggest moments were at this show, right? Like that's, I think that's a real thing, and there's some really cool ones. Um, I even remember in 2016 when he like took the bullet for Bray, or the other way around, I forget. I remember they did a deal with the Wyatt family when they were doing that angle, which ended in tears, but that was some cool shit in the fall of 2016, right? Like, mm-hmm. um he had some big time moments this show, Bob. Is that something that you like? When you think of Randy Orton, is Survivor Series central to you also? Because definitely is for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was uh, in the 2004 match. I believe he was the sole survivor. Oracle, mm-hmm. he, he came back from like two or three to one, right? Yeah. Is that yeah, that one or a different one? But yeah, he was big in that one. Um, he's been sole survivor, I think, three times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, so he's, he's a guy that's just like kind of been around the whole time and, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a bummer because he would probably factor in this year if he was healthy. Right. I think uh, things that's with yeah, that's Morgan's would be incredible. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a bummer that he's not around, man. Oracle, did that did that come to mind for you? Like, because it was saying that I kind of it really stood out to me when I was looking through the shows, getting ready for this. Like, fuck, man. Like when I think it's Survivor Series, he's in so many of those moments. It's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, like I, I I definitely think of I think of him and like. Um... Because like he was a sole survivor three years in a row. Actually, I think he was like it's crazy a three yeah. or four or five. Yeah, um, like right. when they were really good doing the big push and like 
Um, but yeah, he's he's always been a part of those shows. And like he had the he and the, he and Sean had the end of their title feud in 07 there, and like mm-hmm. um like he's He's definitely someone I think of. I do think of Brock a lot. I think of Taker yeah. a lot. I think of um, I think of Ray because he was so good in those tags. Even though there was like a lot of Survivor Series you miss, mm-hmm. anytime he was mm-hmm. in there, he was always excellent. Like I remember, th- remember how good he was in the 07 Survivor Series tag. It's the one where it's supposed to be like the Hardys and so on, Triple H or whoever, Umaga, Ray, MVP, whatever. And and I think Matt Hardy was hurt. Yeah. And then Ray was in there. It was like four and five, and Ray was just incredible in it. Um, of course he is. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. By the way, we're, we're going to have to talk about that angle, brother, because that's oh, it was incredible. Should be on TV tonight, bro. I, oh, like, yeah. I, that was incredible. <laughs> that's a great example of like my ideal wrestling show. Like you send to that footage, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we got we got this footage here from. The cameraman of, of Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. This is just disgusting what happened at Thanksgiving. You know, I was over with my family. I was watching it and I was like showing it to Dylan. He was like, what the hell is going on? And oh, I was great, like, man. this is incredible. I was like awesome. tackling at it. Rhea is, man, she's like just a superstar now. It's cool. Oh, yeah. She's um, speaking of superstars, shout out to our pal Dukes. He has resubscribed Prime. Been with us for six months. Uh, he says the American Dragon Brian Danielson is wrestling Dex the X Harwood. On Wednesday night, which I cannot wait for. Um, Dukes, we can talk about that on Wednesday on Fleet Week, five Eastern every Sunday. Fleet Week, myself, Chris, Dukes, and Tope talking all things AEW. So, that's that I look forward to, folks, this coming weekend. All right. Also on Sunday, we'll probably try and do our Survivor Series review. They, mm-hmm. Those both of those things will happen, folks. Don't worry about. It. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Now, the way we do this, folks, we have three full decades to play with. Obviously, with the nineties, two thousand, and twenty tens. But we do like to cover the kind of loose ends. Let's start with the 80s. We've got 87, 88, and 89. Um, 87 is actually one of the higher rate. It's in like the top 10 on Cage Match. Oh, wow. And I think while it's a fun show, it's absolutely because it's the first one and that's the way people do things on there, <laughs> like 100%. Uh, I think the most famous match is the Heenan family in the main event and that spotlighting of Bam Bam at such a young age, right, when he locks horns of Andre and all that great stuff. Um the 10-team match is actually the show's highest. For those of you that have not seen these shows, like 10 tag teams, 20 dudes, and the apron is just filled, right? It's like an <laughs> insane visual. That is actually the show's highest-rated match. Four matches, all of them get time. They're all like around a six to a seven on there. Um, will you use this time to talk about this, like these three shows as a whole? Like, do you, do you think they could bring this back in some form or fashion? Obviously, this year is War Games, but Bob... Is there a part of you in recent years with brand supremacy where it was like, forget brand supremacy, let's do these weird, you know, Team Drew versus Team Roman, and we just do four of these matches and get out of there. Four matches is insane. Right? That's, even for modern standards, that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? What do you Yeah, think? no, I would love it. You know, you have a, kind of like a main event one, you have a women's one, you have probably a tag team one, and then just kind of like a handful of your mid-card guys, and maybe you do one more, do five matches. But yeah, it would it would rule, especially with the roster depth they have now. Oracle, that sounds like the dream for you, brother. Four-match card, rocking and rolling, right? Yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Tremendous stuff. In 88, the tag team uh, gimmick got highest rated again. This fascinated me because I've seen those matches and they always, like, legitimately (laughs) dizzied me. There's so many fucking people in them. Um, That was a more middling entry. Then there's a drop-off, 89. Um, All Warriors are on top in that one. Uh, The Rude Brood, which is always the one that I see get posted around social, is the Mm co-main. 
Um, the uh, the eighty nine show gets praise for for Arn's performance in that one tag. Yes, of course. Because um, you know Tolly was you know you know getting that booger sugar that was the end of Tolly. Factual, um, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> uh, that is eighty nine is a bottom ten Survivor Series. The other two are rated more positively. Um, which popped me because in my mind those those shows are all just like bunched together. I don't know if that's the way it is for you guys, but like I have never ever isolated them in my brain. It's just like I know those as the original shows. Yeah. There's a bunch of cool team names. The matches are fine. It's a good time. You know, eighty nine I mean? where uh, all the winners face each other in the main event. That is ninety one, right? Yeah. That's, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or is, it, or is that ninety? It might be ninety actually. No, oh, I think it's ninety. Decade, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, tough question here. Yeah, because 91's Taker and Taker and Hogan. Mm. For, for the sake of um, completing the game here, what would we say would be the best Survivor Series match of the 80s? What would that even be? Would it be one of those tags with Arn? Should we just reward Arn? Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not a lot to pick from there. On the other side, we'll go to the 20s now, just to complete again, just get these loose ends out of the way. 2020, of course, was hosted by the Thunderdome, which That's Bob missed very much. Uh, it was called Best of the Best, which is something I did not remember at all. It does have a couple memorable matches, though. Also, yeah, yeah. Roman and Drew, right? Yeah, yeah Roman and Drew was good. Sasha and Asuka was good. New Day yeah. and Street Profits was good. However, um, there was, of course, the Survivor Street match that was built around Lana, which I don't think aged particularly well. Uh, it wasn't good at the time, but it aged worse when she left four months later. Um <laughs> And then there was the strange deal in the men's match where Raw just beat SmackDown in like a sweep. Do you remember this? Yeah. <laughs> just beat him in like 15 yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. Flat. Um, one quick note, because this popped me, because we all love these guys, but it's just wrestling's weird in this way. Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn had a comedy match on this show that has a rating of 3.1. And, like, the idea of that matchup being that bad, supposedly, <laughs> is funny to me. Um, Bobby, I know you love the Thunderdome. Any memories of 2020 best of the best? Honestly, uh, not at all until you brought up Roman and Drew. Like all the Thunderdome yeah. stuff just runs together for me at this point. Yeah. Um, but that Roman and Drew match was very good. Oracle, you had an instinctive reaction of like, oh, fuck this. But then when I read it, I, I could see your brain. Like, oh, yeah, I guess that's yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, in some ways, it was actually better than last year's show, which was terrible yes. other than the opener, which was great. Fair. Well, perfect transition. Uh, 2021 is rated as the third worst Survivor Series show ever. Bad. Boy, that's just. Yeah. Um, I think more than anything else, it will be remembered in infamy for the Rock's 25th anniversary. Mm. The egg, mm. remember the egg? That oh my god, that nearly yeah. killed Oracle and I off, man. Like we we had like a team meeting. I remember we we talked like, how did they not even make the egg entertaining? It was terrible. Um, it does have the highlight of Charlotte and Becky, who you may remember if it was like a decade ago, but they had the work shoot business, right? Remember that stuff? Mm. Um, mm. Somewhat underwhelming Biggie and Roman Reigns match. Um, there was a Pizza Hut Battle Royal that people seem to think was one of the worst matches ever. Seth Rollins and Bianca Belair were the sole survivors. Seth pinned Jeff Hardy last in that match. That was 2021, <laughs> a year ago. Jeff Hardy was the last man standing on one of the brands. Um, wow, wrestling's crazy right now. Oracle, any any other you know kind of thoughts on 2021, which, as you just correctly uh, claimed, is one of the kind of more infamous survivor the opener the opener is awesome because becky yeah. and like charlotte come out like all fucking like goldberg snorting through fucking like you know they all come out yeah. like all fired up and shit and like fight and rules cool. and you're like okay this show's starting out good and then you're like Ugh. and it's like the yeah. last big big eve match and like yeah roman just beats him and like 
I mean, Roman was going to win anyway, but it was just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This show just sucked, man. Like, yeah. That opener ruled, and then everything else afterwards was like, and I didn't even like the opener as much as everybody else did, but I, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Mm. That was a rough stretch for WWE, man. That was like, like I'm not saying it's great now, but it's a lot better than it was for that fall of 2021. It was really rough. Um, yeah. There was like releases that weekend too. Remember that? There was like, I think that was when Hit Row got cut, I think. Oh, which, yeah. Well, never mind. Um, <laughs> best match of this decade so far at Survivor Series, Roman and Drew. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I mean, that, that match is very good, but it's yeah. like Survivor Series has been weak so far. Yes. I'm hoping this this one, both War Games matches are like a huge pop for me. Um, so Yes. And I've I'm missed really a lot of the segment. I need to see the Kevin Owens segment, which I heard was tremendous. Yeah. Awesome. Avoid and the I, segment with women. <laughs> what? You'll be more excited. Is, 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 is uh, I will ask: Are the brawling brutes versus uh, Judgment Day? Is that any good? I didn't say that, Bob. Was that any good? Uh, that was the opener, right? Yeah, that was good. That was good on Raw, and the last match was good. Rian Austin, good match. Okay. Drew and Sheamus resting the Usos tonight, boys. Yes, that's going to be good too. <sighs> okay. War Games advantage. That's going to be great. All right. Roman and Drew get the honor. It's a very fleeting one. We're only two shows in, but what are you going to do? Right, let's get into the nineties here. The way we do this, folks, we look at the top three shows in the 90s, and then we look at the bottom three. We do that for the next three decades. Let's start the top three Survivor Series events of the 90s. In the top spot, the third all-time Survivor Series event, according to our friends at cagematch.net. Shout out to the confirmed shoot for running that site so well. Mm-hmm. 1996. Yes. Featuring just one of the most beautiful wrestling matches ever with Brett and Austin. Um, one of the most... Um, <laughs> Unique spectacles with Sid and Sean. <laughs> There's a Take a Mankind match too. The Survivor Series matches themselves are kind of whatever. But let's be real. For a show in 1996 especially, the Brett and Austin match alone makes it a hit. When you sprinkle some Sid, yeah. we're cooking now. Bobby, I know you you once suggested I review um, Sid and Sean's. So I know this one pops you. Suddenly, I'm dominant. Am I right, Bob? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a great show. Uh, definitely deserves the top spot i think that had the triple h rock uh, ladder match as well if i remember correctly that's, that, that one or is that a different show at the garden 98 okay. that's the that's the summer slam Bob. oh that's yeah the, you're right that was also the garden um but yeah no just a good show like that brett austin match um it doesn't have you know the spectacle of the mania match but i think it's just as good yeah um you know taker mankind had good matches pretty much all the time um and I like Sean and Sid quite a bit. I know not a lot of people like it, but I think you know, for what it is, it's very good piece of business. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's the top Survivor Series of the 90s. For haters like us, that's like a must-watch match because the crowd just fucking hates Sean. And it's like yeah. one of the funny... It's like it's been completely erased from... They never talk about that night when, when the Garden just said, we want Sid to beat Sean Michaels. It's never discussed. He also like, literally doesn't know how to handle it. It, it is incredible. Um, Oracle, I know that match is very much to your green and just purely on crowd reaction. But any any thoughts? I'm sure you're not surprised to see '96 getting some love in the no, old. No, that that might be number one in the in the decade. And yeah, just the Sid's entrance is one of the greatest moments, like literally in the history of the company. I'm not kidding. Yes, when he comes out and he's just like, you could tell he's like, oh man, these guys love me. like he's like <laughs> Sid out here, like realizing that like he's like a fan favorite. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to handle it either, almost. And he's like, but he's like basking it in, you know, he's giving the fist pump. 
the intensity on him, brother. <laughs> Real graps, you know. Like he's just he's just awesome in that setting. Um, Oracle, I think we've discussed before. Where do you stand on Brett Austin here compared to the Mania match? Because I know people like to debate. Where do you stand on that? I personally think this match is actually better yeah. in the ring. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It's tough for me to rate them. But like the 13 matches, like WrestleMania, the iconic yeah. shooter with the blood. Like, but this match, in terms of a pure wrestling match, it might be the best. Like, this will sound like people say this all the time, pure wrestling match. But I think it's like the <laughs> best like, pure like wrestling match in the history of the company. Shout out Jonathan Gresham. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Good impression you did there. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go to second now for the decade. 1995, the year prior. We actually talked about this recently, Oracle, on um, the historical. Mm-hmm. I say recently. It was probably fucking years ago now. I don't know how the time train travels at this point. But uh, I remember us talking about it. The Brett Diesel match, which is like a career match for Kevin Nash. They have that awesome kind of sports build. and You know, the heavy-hitting knockout versus the technician who's going to take it long. It's just – it's awesome. The wild card matches are who um, there is that like insane opener that's like good with the body donors opposite the underdogs. Yes. Which is one of the more in like ridiculous matches they've put out there that turned out to be good, right? Like, that, <laughs> that match was asking for trouble, but it rocks. Um, 95 is not a year particularly fondly remembered, Bobby, but the Survivor Series is one that people like. What Are you, what are you, are you surprised to hear this or do you um. agree? A little bit surprised it's in the top three, to be honest with you. But, yeah. you know, those, those final two matches are very good. I think Brett and Diesel's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the wild card one in a while, but I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Um, kind of thought, like, no, actually, it's probably fair. It depends what number three is, but it's, yeah. it's not a bad spot. Yeah, we'll get to that momentarily. Oracle, surprised to hear some love for 95. I think you had a good time with this, right? We re- oh, yeah, 95 is a great show. There you um, go. That that show is really really good. There's there's a bunch of good, even like that weird heels faces like friend and foes tag. Yeah. You know I'm talking about that mm-hmm. one's pretty fun too. Yeah, um, it's just a really really good show. It's like it's the first sign of like life of life in the Fed. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. hey, you know, maybe maybe they have something here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Britain yeah. Diesel is like it won't come up at the end in terms of best. Because it's, you know, the show we just did has a better Brett match. That's just life. But mm-hmm. it is a actual Survivor Series classic. Like, I genuinely, if you've never seen it and you think oh, Kevin Nash it's, it's a classic match. Yeah, it's a Fed classic yeah. for sure. I think so. Um, in the third spot, one that we've had some fun with talking about before, 1998, Deadly Game, a show described Deadly Game. Famously described by our friend Bobby. As Vince Russo's magnum opus, it was which I got I very mad it. about. Oracle co-signed, and then I made it clear that I did not disagree with Bob's <laughs> take. I refused the notion that Vince Russo should have a magnum opus. That feels Fair. unfair and unearned. It is a very unique show in that there is it is not really about the matches at all. Really, is it? Like it's that's not what this show is about. But is about the way it's formed, you know put together. Um, Oracle, I'll go to you first. Explain the appeal of Deadly Game 1998 Survivor Series. Well, if you watch the entire year of 98 on TV, you follow along with the stories, the Austin story, the Austin-Vince feud, The Rock being pushed as like the new babyface, Foley's journey. Um, 
boss man coming back in as like the the corporate ministry or as like the corporations yeah. like hitman like all this stuff combined shane mcmahon and vince's battles and shane being like the special guest referee and like fighting against his father and like all this it's all set up perfectly for like all the twists and turns and like there's some all-time great moments like just character moments like the, the at the beginning of the show when uh Pat Patterson and Joe Briscoe, uh, you know, do the thing for Foley and Vince and Vince and the Stooges do the thing for Foley where he comes out in the suit or whatever and he wrestles Gilbert and they do like the whole introduction or whatever, you know, Vince, I think Vince is the one who introduces Gilbert. Um, it's extremely funny. Um, they did the whole thing and like, of course, when, when Shane turns, you know, and and they do that great camera angle. God, their the camera work was so good back then. Where Shane just stops at three and then looks at Austin, and Austin's got his great, you know, typical Austin look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and Jr. is like sh- screaming and hollering on the of course. on the mic. And then and then of course there's the great Austin and Foley match, where Foley gets stunned out of his pants, gets stunned <laughs> yeah. out of his gets stunned out of his like. Yes, that rules. It's incredible. Like there's just great little moments, and of course the finish is great, where the Rock turns and wins the title, and Foley's all dejected, and of course it sets up his title win a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just, crazy. It's how... a masterpiece of 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 Russo or not. It's a masterpiece of like character development and storytelling. You're right. You're right. I'm just being silly, um, Bob. Magnum Opus, brother. Yeah, Oracle kind of covered it. Like, you know, from an in-ring standpoint, like only two or three of the, I think they got like 14 matches on the show <laughs> are actually good. But, yeah, you know, the how everything kind of flows and is threaded together isn't something you always get in wrestling, especially on pay-per-views. So it, it's really cool to see. Who does Regal wrestle on that show and have a really shitty match with? Who's he, who does he wrestle in the tournament? They are... Um... He, like, he has a really they have a really rough go of it, man. Waltman, right? Remember yeah. that match? They like they like they just couldn't didn't work at all. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, that's stuff that's just like it's forgotten because no one ultimately they had the show to goal when it achieves it, right? Um it's interesting. That's that's in the the, the free seed here for the nineties. We now move to the the bottom three for the nineties. Um with the second worst Survivor Series event ever, we move to Oracle's first Survivor Series event. Not live, but his first overall. 1999. This is the second worst Survivor Series event ever. It's the worst of the 90s. This, of course, features the main event in which Big Show takes the belt, right? Um, one of the lowest red Survivor Series matches is Gangrel, Mark Henry, Steve Blackman, and Val Venus over the team of the British Bulldog and the Mean Street Bossy. It does have Kurt Angle's debut on it. Um, 99 Oracle. Are you surprised to hear it's the second worst Survivor Series event ever? No, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not even nostalgia blinded you from that, huh? He's yeah, like, no, that's that not right. Sucks. I did, I did used to like, like, I think there was like a thing where like we would like try to like pause and like see if it was Rikishi that was actually in the car, you know? God bless. Well, that, that was that was more like after the fact, you know, like, yeah. Mm. We would like try to see if we can actually see Vakisi driving the car, you know. Detective work. Yeah. Good stuff. You imagine Twitter if that fucking angle went down. 
Oh my god. <laughs> you can like the attitude era? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I wish, bro. That'd be a great account, wouldn't it? That'd be very, very good. Um, oh, Twitter during the attitude era, just yeah, like, a, like, like a just like a gimmick account. Because I see there's one that's like old NBA tweets, and it's like, you know, it's like react like Shaq's wash or whatever, and like when they lose the pistons, it'd be like that tweet. Mm-hmm. Someone should do that for, for wrestling. It'd be very good. Bob, you could do this. It'd be good. Bob, 1999. Yeah. Any memories, brother? Um, I've never seen this show, but just kind of looking over the card, it doesn't look great. And you know, from what I've seen in 1999, the in-ring wasn't really what people were focusing on for the most part. Indeed. Um, so it didn't really translate to kind of an in-ring heavy show like a pay-per-view. It was more set for the Raws and Smackdowns and stuff. And uh, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, interesting time, certainly. It feels very different to the promotion that they are a year later, which is like kind of wild to think about. But nonetheless, let's move here to the second worst Survivor Series of the 90s. It's time, boys. Here we go. 1997, a very... Um, Continue. Okay. A very, uh, you know, quiet show. Very, very underreported on. 1997 <laughs> Survivor Gang rules, of course, Bobby. Um, this is in Montreal. There were some events here that took place people talk about a lot. Bob, let's cut to the chase. Was the screwdriver work? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was. Yeah. Should I tweet Dave Meltzer and ask him? He seems to like when people ask him. He's not tired I, of answering that question, is he? I think you should. It's an important okay. question. Um, the British Shaw match is like actually a hoot and yeah. feels like it's on track to be like low key their best match. Um, and then obviously, like one of the most famous, you know what I'm talking about. Montreal Screwjob, you get it. Um, Bob, any memories of this show that aren't the Montreal Screwjob? Like, anything else strike come to mind? Not really, because the rest of it's kind of bad, which is surprising because of, you know, 1997, their big thing was having all these factions. And, uh, you know, they had the Canadian Stampede match, which is, like, the best one of these matches that they did. Except, mm-hmm. I mean, it was an elimination, but it was a big multi-man tag that I love. And, uh, yeah, none of it really translated to uh, Survivor Series. It kicks off with two, like, just nothing miserable Survivor Series matches. Um, But, yeah, it kind of goes without saying the show is remembered for the main event and not even the main event, really. It's remembered for the finish of the main event. Um, Not surprised, Bobby, this is in the the, the two seed here for the the bottom spots, right? No, No, not at all. Um, Is that the most famous Survivor Series, though? It kind of has to be, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, I guess 2002 because the Elimination Chamber debuted, but I don't know how many people really yeah. like, remember that compared to if you say, you know, Montreal Screwjob, most people will be able to give you the event that it happened at. Especially because there's been so many Chamber matches since, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's almost... Um... Hey, Oracle, do you have any hot takes on the little-known event known as the Montreal Screwjob in 1997? That match fucking rolls until the Screwjob. There you go, factual. Um not much else good on that show, Fitz Oracle. Are we missing something? Or? I've always kind of liked the Owen Austin bit just from the character work, but like the match is mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. That's the two spot here for the bottom three in the 90s. We then had uh, just one slot above that in the all time rankings, according to our friends at Cage Match. Shout confirm shoot. It is 1993. Um, this is incredible. Men on a mission. And the Bushwhackers versus Bam Bam Bigelow, Bastion Booger, and the Head Shrinkers. Tremendous. Earned a rating of a 0. 0.77. <laughs> yeah. 
What? That match is fucking good. <laughs> a 0.77 out of 10. Oracle gives it three and a call. Um, this show, of course, the All-Americans go over in the main event. This is in the midst of the Lex Luger stuff. That's still happening. He beats Ludwig Borger in the main, <laughs> in the main event. <laughs> Um, this might be this might be one of the one of the two or three survivor series I've never seen the entirety of the show though to be honest. My God, that yeah. feels like an indictment or a quite a lie. That doesn't that feels like a real insult to the show. Um, okay. Heavenly Bodies wrestle the Rock and Roll Express for the Smoky Mountain Tag Titles on this show, which that is match. that match is good. That <laughs> match is good. Yeah, it's like the best match on the show. Um, this is always a personal grin for me, as much as it sucks, because I you know, when I started trying to watch Raw in order on the network. This was like the first Survivor Series I watched and was like fully understanding of what they were going for with the Thanksgiving element because that's still how they promoted it here. Like, mm-hmm. I, think, I think this one still was on Thanksgiving, I think. I think. I don't know. But I remember Lex has a promo. He has like the, he has like the jumper on. <laughs> he has like a jumper on at dinner mm-hmm. and shit. And he's fucking... It's, uh, it's an interesting experiment. Lex is top baby face. And this time kind of kind of um, is at the height of that. Bobby, any Lex Express faults or anything on 1993 in general? Um, no, not really. You know, I've been watching 1993. I'm getting to uh, WrestleMania 9 still. Uh, it's not very good. It doesn't seem like it's going to get good outside of like King of the Ring, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, I suppose, right? Exactly. Like, I don't know. This show, like, I don't think the Hart family match is good, but it's kind of cool to see, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was not the bomb, it was, it was bomb free, you know, 90s is yeah. a lot of competition <laughs> to make it out what you will. I'm telling um, Bruce Hart you said that, Bobby. Yeah, well, he'll probably know already. Yeah. Um, Other matches from a decade that I feel are worth mentioning. Um, I don't think we talk enough about how insane it is that Bob Backlund wrestles Bret Hart for like 30 minutes and beats him at Survivor Series 94. Um, Obviously, like, I understand why we kind of ignore it because of what it meant in history. It was just a way to get to to Diesel. Yeah. It is still, like, objectively fucking insane that happened. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, like, see that, I guess you can. Um. Sean and Brett wrestled at which Survivor Series in the early 90s? 92. 92. 92. Yeah. Very good. And a lot of people love that match, right? Like, yeah, I like it. I don't love it, but a lot of people do. Um, Bobby, that one seemed to evoke a memory of yours. Good time? It's yeah, I enjoyed sure. that match quite a bit. I'm glad we brought it up. Uh, it's It just feels like, you know, we never, like, obviously the WrestleMania match yeah. is too long for some people. The, you know, 1997 match didn't really... Uh, get a chance to get to where it's got to be. So this is kind of like their best match almost. It's, it's their bit like, well, it's definitely, too. Oh yeah. It, I would say that match is the 92 match is their most famous match that I would say I, I actually like. Mm. We don't need to do the Iron Man conversation, but it's a lot. Um, it's another story, another show for another day. Mm. Um, any other matches from the decade, boys, we like shout out for Survivor Series in the 90s. Any other individual matches that we didn't cover, you know, those kind of sweeping shows. Show looks like anything come to mind from the nineties? I think there's um, a bunch out there. Yeah, no, don't have that brought it up. The match with Taker debuts is actually not bad for like an elimination match. Yeah. What year is that? Is that 1990, 1990, yeah. 1990, yeah. Oracle, any matches come to mind, mate? Or is that I think we've covered most, right? Yeah. That one tag in ninety two with Flair and That's fun. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's interesting to watch. It's fun. Mm. That's a good time. Um, match of the decade for the 90s, lads. I'm willing to discuss with you. I'm willing to debate. I think it's Colby Britt and Austin. Though. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it has to be. But that match I is do. like... Definitely. We'll get to it later when we debate best ever in Survivor Series history. Um, 
that match is going to be in that conversation. I think it's definitely taking it for the 90s. All right, let's proceed here to the 2000s. Start with the top three, just like we did last time. We begin with the highest rated Survivor Series in WWE history, according to Cage Match, 2002. This is the only Survivor Series rated over a nine. It is also the only Survivor Series rated over an eight. <laughs> Daylight is second, is what I'm telling you. As Bobby alluded to, both of you guys talked about this show in passing. First Elimination Chamber match. Um, a memorable moment with Shawn Michaels. He also had those tights, which live in infamy. Um, there's an exciting triple threat tag with Chavo and Eddie and Benoit and Angle and Edge and Ray. And, you know, that's like a kind of a thriller. Um, Bob, fair to say you're not surprised this is rated so highly, right? No, not at all. I think every match on the show is very good. Um, you know, even the Big Show Brock match doesn't get a lot of time, but the way they told the story, yeah. I think, was just an excellent job. And Big Show was not in the best shape at that time either, so Brock got a lot out of him, I think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, obviously Elimination Chamber is a huge deal. Vividly remember, you know, watching Sunday Night Heat, just trying to get a look at what it would look like. And uh, mm -hmm. cause I didn't order the pay-per-views because no one in my house watched it except for me. So, huh. you know, just trying to see what the thing would look like and just kind of follow along online and just – it was great, yeah. man. Great show. We don't get to talk about that often as, like, a, just a concept alone. But I would like to make it clear. I think you guys will probably agree with me. Like, I just think Elimination Chamber fucking rules. And – there are a lot of like modern concepts that I, I've had enough of. I'm cool with that thing existing forever. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they need to do two every year, but I absolutely think there's like I think Elimination Chamber is just an awesome thing. I think it's when especially when it's done when it's done right, it's like some of the highlights of WWE's year. Um, just a couple of years ago, with Kofi, right? That one was like, yes, you remember that match? My God, it was incredible. Um, Oracle, you mentioned mm. 2002 earlier. A fair pick for the for the best. In, according to Cage Match, we'll discuss it later, but a fair pick for the best Survivor Series in your opinion? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, great show up and down the card. Every match, like that Trish and Victoria match, so much, that match fucking rules. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they're like the weird six man tables match where, like, at one point Rico gets mad because Jeff Hardy forgets where he's supposed to be in a spot and he goes, Jeff, God damn it, Jeff. Jeff, God damn it. <laughs> And then, you know, Jeff's like, you know, on pills or something somewhere. And he has to, like, and he has to, like, get, you know, get shut up. And I remember that, this that was always a thing we would like replay when I was a kid, was because we taped that show. We taped, you know, we had like a VHS pop that in during the paper. You taped it. We'd always tape on Rico, you know, cussing out Jeff Hardy. Um, of course, Brock Big Show was awesome. The Heyman turn was in that match. Um, Main event is classic. I always popped when I was a kid when like Saliva was playing in like WWF New York. Mm. And like I love Saliva when I was a kid. Of course I would. <laughs> and like, like Jericho's, I'm the king of my world. <laughs> they played that shit. They played him out to that. Tremendous. Like, yeah, the whole thing rules. Um, in at two for the 2000s, the second highest rated Survivor Series ever. 2001. Um, the Alliance angle is not something people remember fondly necessarily, but this show, if nothing else, is a strong final kind of note for it, right? Um, yes. The actual match itself, winner takes all, is like a, you know, a great time. Uh, again, we can pick apart who was in that and who should have been and so, what it could have been, but like it's still very, very well done. 
Um, the Dudleys wrestled the Hardys right in a cage match on that show. Um, 2001, Bobby, a, a show uh, that probably in history falls victim to kind of the overall reputation of the Alliance angle. But obviously, people like it a lot. What did you think, Bob? Yeah, I think, you know, if the entire angle was kind of like the uh, match was, it would have been a lot more well-received. I think it's one of the best uh, five-on-five matches they've ever done. Um, yeah. It's really good stuff. And I think really the whole show, you know, there's threads with, like, you know, what's Regal going to do and all that stuff. And I like that. Um, you know, you brought up the cage match. It was good. The rest of the show, it's very much kind of like a two-match show. I don't think there's any other yeah. that I'm forgetting, but, like, you know, the two matches really hit. And when you get a strong main event like that, that's what people really remember for the show too. And, you know, you look at the star power, like, yeah, I guess Shane's like the worst wrestler in there, but like mm-hmm. even him at the time, he's fine. Yeah. yeah and he's popular, right? Is the, is yeah. the real point. It, it, and like, you're right. It's not a show much depth, but that's the, the main event is what the show's about, right? Ultimately. So mm-hmm. um, I think it works in that saying. Oracle, I know we've discussed the Alliance angle before and kind of like the TV being a blast, even though the angle, the actual direction sucks. Right. Um, is it fair to say 2001 Survivor Series kind of encapsulates that? Where like the show's a really good time regardless of what <laughs> preceded it and what it meant in the big picture? Definitely. Like, yeah. damn it, this damn Cal UCLA game is going to run into SmackDown, bastards. Yes. All right. There you go. So this show's crazy because it always bugs me that they <laughs> angle saved the Fed and then like he was like the mole and then all of a sudden like he was just a heel again and Austin was a face again the next night. It was always funny. He was like, what the hell? <laughs> but <clears throat> it rules there's no repercussions to the angle no, rule. No, they just yeah. go they just reverse calls. It's kind of insane to look back on, right? Like, this, it, you, when you watch this show, it feels like such a big angle, and the next week it's like all un- erased and undone. It's kind of insane. Um, main event's the, match, the match is incredible, though. And, yeah. like, the atmosphere yeah. in JR and commentary is amazing. Like, it's just – I've seen the cage match before, and it's, like, good, but, like, yeah, the finish is always, like, stupid yeah. to me. It's dumb. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, you give a baby face with good intentions, but, like, <laughs> it absolutely just makes him look dumb, right? Right. It just does. Um, all right. In the free seat here for the top Survivor Series of the 2000s, we got a 2009, which rounds out the top five overall. Um, this features, a, I think, a famous Cena, Shawn Michaels, Triple H match, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it has one spot that is very famous and gets, like, memed to death on social media. You, pretty, you see it all the time with the super kick deal, right? Um, team Kingston versus Team Orton. This is 2009. Um, Kofi wrestled Randy Orton in 2019 at SummerSlam. Um, wrestlers have very long careers now. Bobby is what I'm saying. Any memories at all of 2009? Because as Oracle said, this is a weird time for Survivor Series. I was kind of stunned to see this so high. Yeah, not really. I wasn't really watching in uh, 2009. Like, you look at the card, it looks very good. Um, especially the, you know, Kofi and uh, Randy team match. And, uh, yeah, the main event, like you talked about. But, like, yeah, I don't have any specific memories of it. Uh, you look at the names, it's all guys that I would enjoy watching. I see there's a... Uh, the other Survivor Series match is uh, Ziggler, Drew, Swagger, Sheamus, and Miz against uh, Morrison and Evan Bourne and Finley and Hardy and Shelton. That seems like it would probably be very good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I haven't really seen it specifically. 
2009 Oracle. Does this does this bring any memories back? Does this pop you in any way? Does it, are you stunned? This is in the top five ever Survivor Series events according to Cage Match. What do you think? So, <clears throat> this is a very good show. The one thing I always remember about the show is they did like this goofy backstage segment with Christian and the other four members of his team, and he was the, and he was the only white guy on his team. Oh, of course, yes. I've seen this whole stupid shit. Um, that match is pretty good. Um, and then there's this great thing where they do the backstage where like Regal and Orton like get face to face and it fucking rules. That sounds like, fun. Yeah, and they like get and like they're like talking shit like we can't get along and like, <laughs> you know one of those deals where and it's like oh shit Orton Regal. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was a really good show. The main event everybody loves. I mean, it's yeah. fine. Like it's good, but it's not as good as everybody says it is. Mm-hmm. I think like SummerSlam '09 to Mania '26, Shawn Michaels is like unbelievably bad. It <laughs> sucks. Um, <laughs> but like, and look, I like the '26, you know, retirement match. But like, yeah, that dude couldn't go anymore, man. He looked ridiculous out there. Um, isn't that the Jericho feud? You know, is that not your, is that after? That's two thousand eight, right? That's before. Yeah, that's two thousand eight. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, man, this shit. I don't know. It's it's a really good show. It's got a weird weird high rating for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I watched it recently, like two years ago, and it's a good show, but like. It feels weird to call it like a top three Survivor Series. Yeah. The and granted, there's been a lot of bad Survivor Series, okay? But like, yeah. it still feels weird. Um, I think it's cra- – but that's one thing. But I think it's crazy. It's fifth all-time on Cage Match. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. It's, it's crazy. And like uh, – but it's always been a touted show. Um, yeah. The Jericho-Taker Big Show match is interesting just because it's like one of the few times Jericho and Taker were ever like in like a main event match together. And he actually brought that up in one of his like – Scrums recently this year, I think. Is like he and yes, he did. had a feud together or whatever. Yeah, he, um, when he's talking about Brian, right? Like how little they've worked. Yeah. Um, Bobby, have you got some headphones? Can you pop them with me, brother? Very, yeah. very slight. Um, thank you, Chief. All right. Maybe it's me. It could be. I have a new microphone. Um, let's go to the bottom three now. We we start with the worst versions of the decade, two thousand and six. Headlined by Batista defeating King Booker. Bad. Um, team Cena over Team Big Show. Bad. Um, there are three Survivors matches on this show, and all of them go like 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> like, I think there's one with like Radar Curl where they get like like swept. Mm-hmm. It goes like 10 Terrible. minutes. <laughs> what the fuck happened here? Bro? Triple H was just like shocking, doing a shock at sign and goofing up. I was terrible, dude. It's awful. This is like a kind of, to me anyway, this is a forgotten time within the promotion, you know? It's like 2006. I, I don't know. I've seen some of this show. Um, you don't seem surprised that this is the worst of the decade, Oracle. No, I watched this show at a uh, at one of my cousins. So one of my cousins was married to a wrestling guy, to yeah. wrestling manager, like a local shindy wrestling manager. Yeah. And uh, we watched over at their place. Show fucking sucked, man. <laughs> that was terrible. Like when, when when and like of course now it's not a highlight, but like 
granted at the time when the highlight of the show is it's very, very, very problematic. And this was at, you know, but like when crime time, crime time selling off Lita's lingerie and her retirement match is like the highlight of the show. Yeah. It's so brutal, man. It's, it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's, that's terrible. That seems like a good way of explaining it. Um, all right. We'll proceed here momentarily. I feel bad now. I feel like I've sent Bob on a wild goose chase for the headphones, yeah. you know? He said, fuck off. Yeah. Um, just never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> Refuses. <laughs> Here he is. Bobby says the fly's not connected. It's very concerning. We promised Bobby's coming back. He's trying to come back now as we speak. He's currently unable to, it seems. Um, I may, in asking Bob to get headphones, ended his time on the late night green, it appears. Um, let's let it play out. That's what we'll do. In the meantime, let's move on here. Um, second bottom for the decade, 2008. One of the more infamous Cena wins moments where he comes back and immediately defends Jericho. That match um, rules up. It does, but that is one of those moments where people like really got mad, right? Cena mm-hmm. winning because Jericho yeah. was on that run. Um, Edge defeated Vladimir Kozlov in Triple H in a, a triple threat that got like terrible reviews. <laughs> Kozlov, man, what a project that was. Dude, they had them work. Because Jeff Hardy was the biggest star in the company. He seriously was at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like in terms of the biggest baby face, like yeah. Cena was number one. And that was a show where Cena solidified himself as number one. Yes. Because like that was after that was like the reign of Cena, terror that everybody said. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jericho match is outstanding, by the way. Like there's this great Walls of Jericho spot where like, Cena's like fighting through it and fucking rules. Unbelievable. It's like awesome. Like I gave that match like four and a half stars. It's like that it's a hot match. Yeah. It's great. Um and like um the, you know, they did the whole deal where like Jeff was like blown up in the pyro or whatever. Oh yes. And there's all this shit. And then like he like passes out in the stairwell and all this weird shit. So like he's hurt, or whatever, and can't show up to the show. And so they have Triple H and Cod, Ka- because it's supposed to be Triple H, Kozlov, and Jeff. And it's Triple right. H and Kozlov like working like fucking holds, and they have no chemistry together because Triple H does not want to work with Vladimir Kozlov. Because I actually think Kozlov is actually a decent worker. Really? Yeah. Or I, I don't I don't mind Kozlov like by himself. Like uh, honestly, I don't mind him. Like he wasn't that he wasn't that good or anything, but like he was fine. I I I I, I thought he was fine. And um, I mean, it was just it was bad. Like it was real bad. Bobby, are you okay? Yeah, I plugged my headphones in and the audio wasn't picking up. And then I tried to do it again and it didn't pick up. So I had to restart my entire browser. And uh, wow. now I have audio. So we're good. I'm sorry. Wow. No, we're good. <laughs> Anything on Survivor Series 2006 and 2008, the bottom two of the decade? Anything oh, two, of those? 2006 is bad, man. Because like Raw is not good if you don't care about DX. And ECW is not good. Like SmackDown is wow. good, but they can only do so much. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, 2008 is not great either. Those are very good choices for the bottom two of the decade. Um, in the free seed, we have here 2000, uh, mm. which was Oracle's first live experience of the Survivor Series. Um, <clears throat> this, of course, has the aforementioned very long short, um, Steve Austin Triple H main event with the no contest finish because the match is thrown out because much more important things going to happen like an attempted murder. Um, in fairness, I mean, that was kind of the logical you know follow up on what happened uh, the year prior but 
Bobby, are you surprised to see 2,000 here down in the bottom three for the decade? Uh, no, not really. Just kind of because like 04 and 05 are pretty good. Um, 2007, from what I remember, is pretty good. So, yeah, it's kind of just process of elimination. Absolutely. We'll wait for the return of the Oracle of Wrestling. Bobby, SmackDown is on right now, isn't it? It is. Uh, are, you, are you missing SmackDown for this show or have you got on in the background? No, I'll just I'll watch it later. It's fine. What a pro, folks. What a pro. I know. Um, okay. Before we'll, when Oracle gets back, we'll kind of just sweep back. Here he is. Well, SmackDown's not on for me, right? I don't know. No, I think it's they're waiting because the game like just ended. So I think instead of moving oh, to Fox Sports 1, they're... The uh, game. Okay, I got you. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, Oracle, mm-hmm. 2000, your first live Survivor Series. Um, people don't think the show was very good. Do you agree? <laughs> it wasn't. Um, Rob Kishi is actually a pretty good match. Um, but the rest of the show was terrible. <laughs> Taker, like, had those weird tights that looked like cows. Remember that? Oh, that's some good shit right there, bro. Yours yeah. was cut. And then, like, Eric Angle came in and, like, helped Kurt win. They did, like, a, they did, like twin magic. Mm. All right. Mm. SmackDown is definitely on because I just got a message back. So I don't really understand what's happening over there on Fox, okay. but we'll let it play out. Um, other matches from the decade Batista and Taker have a Hell in a Cell match. That match is good. Team Bischoff versus Team Austin, which, um, though, don't have an act claimed otherwise, I have seen. Sean Michaels bleeds everywhere. I've seen it. Um, Triple H and Ric Flair have like an insane last man standing match that goes on for years and it's like fucking brutal. Yes. You know, the compliment. Um, there's a lot of blood in all the matches I just mentioned. Bob, any others from the decade that you would like to give some love to? Um, let's see. I wanted to point out those two, so good job. Thanks, Bobby. Hope um, we're prepared for the show. Actually, I think the main event of 2004, your Oracle was talking about Maven a little bit earlier. Like in the context of the story they told, it was actually mm-hmm. really good and unique. Like the winning team got to be Raw GM mm-hmm. for a month, so like it was cool. I mean, I don't know that it's a great match, but it paid off the story really well. Oracle, any other matches for Survivor Series in the 2000s that you would like to give some love to before we move to the 2010s? Anything? Um, let me think about this. <clears throat> I remember like Shelton and Christian having a pretty good match. The actually title or something. Yes, that was good too. That was uh, um, 2005. Over 2004? Yeah, 404. Yeah. Um, Deep cut, brother. I think Ray was also in like a cruiserweight title match on that show. That was pretty fun. It was like four guys in it or something. There you go. Um, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple other mid card matches. There was that one elimination tag with Ray in 07 that I brought up. That was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few scattered here and there. You mentioned uh, Christian quickly this Tuesday. Green Grappler, Christian Cage. Please join us for that. Our friend Contrary and Alex will be there also. Um, Gonna be a good time. Tuesday eight o'clock. I just announced that. There you go. Tuesday eight o'clock. I um I figured out what happened with SmackDown. They just so there was a football game on Fox and it just didn't uh, you know end in time. They didn't air it anywhere else, so it just started and they didn't air it anywhere in the U.S. And then Becky came back and everyone missed it. That fucking I saw it with Jeff Post. That is fucking incredible. Mm. That is art. 
they didn't just start the show from this top. They just kept, they just brought it live. Like yeah, because like they didn't move it to Fox Sports One or whatever, just because you know it was only gonna be ten minutes or whatever. So you think they just for me? Is it on me? No. But wouldn't you? But wouldn't you like? When you then broadcast it, wouldn't you go from the top and just let it run ten minutes over rather than just dropping it to the show? Well, yeah, but then you got local news stuff after, and that can't be moved. I don't know. They probably should have had some sort of plan. I just got text when I got text about Becky. I was like, the guys, SmackDown's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Becky that was Wargames match is gonna fucking roll, man. I'm excited. Do you think Alexa's turning Oracle? The guys have convinced me she is. I don't really believe it. But Maybe. I don't know. I don't buy it. Uh, match of the deck over the 2000s. I've penciled in the elimination chamber, but I am willing to ideas and open to ideas in this because I haven't seen as much of that decade. What do we think, boys? Match of the deck over Survivor Series in the 2000s. I'd probably go with the elimination chamber because I still think it's the best one. Significant too, right? It's historic. Oracle, what do you think? You, yeah, you... I think O2 is number one. Okay, there you go. We move to the 2010s, which has been a fascinating decade for this mm-hmm. event because it's gone through like the brand supremacy went away, came back, and then people hated yeah. it, and then NXT got involved, and there's a whole lot. The top Survivor Series event of the 2010s is 2011, which of course was The Rock's first match in I believe what seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, a match that like she ever came back to, bro. It is like. It's kind of insane that match happened. I feel like, like yeah, you yeah. kind of forget sometimes. Like, awesome truth <laughs> up against yeah. the two biggest stars, two of the top five stars in you know the last forty years of wrestling. Um, it's at the Garden, which always adds some points. I think, especially back then when that's still when the building looked different. It was like mm. just before they made it like every other fucking building in the world. Um, CM Punk has a hot match with Alberto Del Rio. Uh, congratulations on that. Dolph and Morrison have a nice kind of like modern take on the the sort of traditional uh, mid card, you know, guys work work horse match that kind of deal. Um, it isn't a crazy card, especially looking back on it. But it's Madison Square Garden. There's a Howard Finkel cameo. The mm-hmm. Rock is back. This feels more like a moment than anything else, Bobby. Would you agree with that? It's the top one of the decade. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, especially the scene in Rock Match, like that's a big deal just because it happened. And the Punk Match, it was the start of the year-long title run, so I guess people remember that fondly as well. And I think it's probably their first pay-per-view in the Garden since uh, the Rumble when Cena came back. So because they weren't wow. really running it super often, yeah. you know, and that carried over into the past uh, decade where they don't run it too much anymore. But yeah, it was it was a big deal. So would this be the last pay-per-view at the Garden where it looked like the Garden? Because it did. Yes. Right? I'm almost certain it did. Yeah, because they renovated it uh, 2013, I believe. So, yeah, this was like the yeah. last one. I hope we're right about that because otherwise it would be very embarrassing. Um, Oracle, any memories of 2011 Survivor Series? The top Survivor yeah. Series of the decade. Kind of <clears> surprised <throat> me, I have to be honest. That was a, that was a really good show, actually. Like, um, Big, show and, Big Show and Henry was a pretty good match on that show. Um, okay. And now we're cooking. Punk, That's a good show. Punk and Del Rio was really good. Punk mm-hmm. wins, starts his famous reign. Um, he had Howard Finkel announce him out in that go. match. Um, there was the. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Hold on, I'm muting myself real quick. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay, we'll we'll prepare. I'm worried about what the Oracle of Wrestling is. is <clears> Becky's pop. I was listening to Becky's pop. Pretty good. Okay. There um, you go. But. Um, Okay. <clears throat> yeah this this was this was a really good show. The main event I actually thought ruled, and it was like the best Rock ever looked in his in his last run. I mm-hmm. like the first Rock Punk match at Rumble. 
okay. Yes. But like this, this, one. this one was like, this match was, he looked great in this tag match. Like I was like, oh fuck yeah, I was like stoked. And I, I thought he looked incredible in this. Yeah. And then of course you know, then he got Bubba Brazil's cardio, and you know. Well, I like the first single match, but I get you. It's it's like very it. good. Yeah, it's just. Boy, his twenty third that twenty thirteen match just kind of Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um I think sometimes when people fantasy book rock to wrestle like Roman, they forget how long ago this was. Yeah. <laughs> like listen to how we're talking about rock, and that was fucking ten years ago. <laughs> like it was eleven years ago the Survivor Series match. But anyway, second for the twenty tens, we go to twenty nineteen, the NXT edition, um, in the midst of a Wednesday night war. My it was God. decided. That a, NXT... I'm sorry. There's a Becky Rhea standoff, and it fucking rules. Oh. Uh, it was decided in the midst of Wednesday Night War that NXT had to just beat the main <laughs> roster, pillar to post. Um, it worked for like a week because, of course, yeah. uh, there is. It, I will say, for as highly read as this show is, it has a very rough main event. The triple threat with Bailey, Baszler, and Becky. We all like all three of those women, but that match is just does not no, work. I don't hear. No. Um, and the most famous thing from this show is the Keith Lee moment that people tweet every single fucking day where he um, went head-to-head with Roman. Adam Cole and Pete Dunn had a match that uh, got strong reviews. Yeah. 2019 Survivor Series. This is like an outlier, bro. Like NXT involvement. This is a one-off Oracle memories of Survivor Series 2019. I remember losing my mind for Ray and Dominic, like teaming up on Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That fucking ruled. Yes. Um, that whole match ruled. Um, that was a hoot, you're up. Absolute hoot. Bill did, like, a lot of people love this show. The elimination tags, I kind of fucking hated. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, there were, like, parts of the matches I enjoyed, but, like, I was like, oh, come on. Like, the use of Gunter or Walter at the time was just, like, awful. Yeah, that was bad. Um, that was also very funny, though. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, was like a was peak mystery audience moment, like which we got a lot of those moments. But and I remember, like after when when uh, when Punk was on the Fox gimmick, yeah, and he was like, "Well, look at these the Keith Lee's right here. He's got this whole thing on the range. They're, surely they'll push him." Bro, Punk's his bit on backstage being that he was just like an average like Reddit fan was mm. fucking amazing. Do you remember like <laughs> his his takes were so like it was just like us being on there, yep. not in a good way, but like he didn't. <laughs> He was just like, why don't they push these really popular wrestlers? Like, yeah, man, I know. It's fucking weird, right? <laughs> it was, he was so – it was so obvious the things he would say. that, you, Like, you, while you agreed with him, it was like, man, can you say something more, like, outrageous, you know? Right. They should push this Keith Lee guy. It's like, yep, I got you. Um, <laughs> bro, 2019 was three years ago and legit, like, so it much like changed. like a decade ago. Yeah, man. Like, so much has changed. Um I mean, bless her. Like, I, I think she's a great talent, but Shayna being like the priority in that main event is insane to look back on. It's like, what the fuck? What? The building was rolled too. It, it, yeah, it, did, it did, yeah. And like, it did. And it just had like this, let's be honest, it was a bad match. Not it was bad, yeah. yeah. None of them fit a triple threat, right? Because there was no like dynamism to it. It was so <laughs> flat in that way. Um, we moved to the free seat for the 2010s, one year prior, 2018. Featuring a classic with uh, Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan, an an incredible Ronda Rousey Charlotte Flair match that I think is like 
an incredible feat, especially like their their matches uh, this year. That was this year. Um, yeah. You know, the stip one was fun, but like they never came close to the highs of that Survivor Series. That yeah, match was awesome. Also, this was the show where inexplicably the Cruiserweight title ended up on the main card and they just like rocked the place without any build whatsoever. Do you remember that? Buddy and Ali tore it yeah. up. Mm. This was a strong show. I, I have to say I don't, it didn't have fond memories for me until I looked at it on paper. Um, is that like a brand supremacy burnout? Burnout? I don't know. Bob, 2018, I feel like for you, Brock and Brian's going to steal the headlines here, but just thoughts generally. Yeah, Brock and Brian and uh, Ronda and Charlotte were probably the two best matches. Uh, I don't really remember it being a great show just because Raw <laughs> was like Raw was like unwatchably bad at that time because you know Roman went away with uh, the leukemia and they just built the entire show around Lashley and Strowman and Drew and just not in a good way. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that that Murphy and Ali match. Now that you uh, bring it up, was very good. Um, I think yeah. Seth faced uh, Shinsuke on that show too, which was not bad. Yeah, that'd be right. Um, but yeah, it's it's really the Ronda and Charlotte and Brock and Danielson that really uh, stand out. But good show. Is that, is that the show where like Corbin and Alexa are the coaches or whatever the fuck? Yes. What was the show when yes. Alexa was like fucking? <laughs> she was like the team leader. Do you yep, that was this one. <laughs> Glory days, bro. <laughs> oh, what a weird time. Raw was terrible then. Mm-hmm. I'll say again, not as good as like, fuck. Some of those times, and we would all just like watch it. Yeah. <laughs> just pick out the one thing we like within three hours. But you get what you get. Oracle, are you as surprised as Bobby and I that it appears in history 2018 was actually like a really good show? No, I've always thought that was a great show. There you go. Because, because Taste Waker. Match, like, like, like the best matches were so fucking good. Yeah, the two singles matches we just brought up, and then the men's elimination tag ruled. Okay, what was and, the t- help me on this? Remind <clears throat> me. If I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, Ray was in it, and he was like incredible in it the whole time. Um, me eighteen. I don't know. Would he? Was he back then? Yeah. Bob, help us. Um, Oracle's probably right. He's got his dates. Yeah, Ray was definitely dates. there for the five on five men's match. Yeah, yeah. It was Lashley, Strowman, Ziggler, Drew, and Finn against uh, Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, Shane McMahon, and The Miz. Hold yeah. up, hold up. When did Joe go out of this match? Uh, first. How? Give me the time because I remember this now. I Thir- Thirty-five seconds. All right. That's that. Now explains why I don't remember the show. Okay, that's fine. Oracle, you were right. I I just <laughs> stand erasure, bro. Didn't happen. Never saw it. I think Drew McIntyre pinned him to I was he so did. fucking mad. Yeah, such bullshit. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, he was probably so thrilled that he had to do 30 seconds of work for his Survivor Series payday. Um, all right, that makes sense. Bottom three for the decade. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest rated Survivor Series ever. This, of course, we'll get to Oracle's experience in a moment, but this featured the tournament in which Roman ultimately stood tall, only to be cashed in on. Like Sheamus, I remember people having so many different scenarios of how the tournament could play out. In the end, Roman just won clean and then got cashed in on, and it was like, well, I guess. Um, the Brothers of Destruction had like a hilarious flat win over the White family too. Stupid. Like with, yeah, like with no like fanfare, I just beat them. Like, yeah, because they did a whole month of like the White family kidnapped them and had them, you know, yeah. at the compound or whatever, and they just beat them. <laughs> just beat them flat. Like, yep. Brutal. Um, Oracle, you were there. Do you wear this as a badge of honor that you were there for a corner to cage match, the worst Survivor Series event ever? <laughs> sure, man. Oh, six was worse, but um, there you go. Oh, six was worse. 
but this was this was down there. I mean, it was ugh. the tournament matches were pretty good, but like, I mean, the finish is whatever, and and uh, this was a dark time for the company. Yeah, you know, there's 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 lots of those dark times, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think Goldust came back in one of those elimination tags early on the phone. That's pretty fun. There you go. Um, I remember the first two tournament matches being good. I think Dean and Roman was kind of flat, but, you know, whatever. Um, 2015, Bob, anything else on that? For the worst Survivor Series ever, apparently. Um, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you do a whole tournament just to kind of undo it all at the end. And that Brothers Instruction Wyatt thing has been something that's kind of bothered me since they did it. Just tell, man. You look hated. <laughs> no reason for it. Like, so yeah, not great. I will say, I think the 2010s suffer from, like, the lack of nostalgia as, like, mm-hmm. a tag on ratings. Because some of these shows get rated in a way where, like, if they would, frankly, if they happened yet in yesteryear, people would be a lot more kind to them. Does that make sense? Like, that's just a thing we do in modern shows. Mm-hmm. No one's fault. It's just the reality of the way we watch this stuff. Um, up next, second worst Survivor Series of the 2010s, 2013. <clears throat> I have a couple of things to read you here. Randy Orton and the Big Show headline this one. They scored a 2.37 on cage match. I mean, with all respect to the women involved, this is not a slight to them, but I have to read this match because I believe this is the worst rated match in Survivor Series history. Eve Marie, JoJo, Natalia, the Bella Twins, and the Funkadactyls defeated AJ Lee, Oksana, Alicia Fox, Caitlin, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, and Tamina Snooker. That thing got 11 minutes and 30 <clears throat> seconds. Is this the 2014 show? It's 2013. 2013? Oh, yeah, that match is dreadfully. That's one of the all-time bad matches. I, I believe it's the lowest rate, I think. I didn't, you know, I'm not certain. Oh, when I looked at that line, 2013 is the worst. That, that was worse than 2015. Well, it was second, so yeah, not too far. Second for the 2010. I don't think it was second overall. But. I mean, it does It does have that awesome shield tag, which fucking rolls with Ray in it again. <laughs> I love it. Fucking amazing. <laughs> that match rolls with you know, the real Americans, shield, Ray. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. Who the fuck's the other guy in there? The Wyatts versus Brian and Punk is, is good, but not as good as some people claimed it was. It was good, though. Wow, yeah, I forgot. That's like two months before he leaves, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that little run. Bobby, anything on 2013? Um, No, not really. I, I don't remember too much of it, honestly. Orton and Big Show doesn't sound uh, particularly great. Um, yeah. You know, the the um, I remember the Punk and Brian match being pretty good, but, I mean, I just I was a big fan of both of them at the time, so. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely good. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Oracle, you were saying it just wasn't as good as some people thought. Oh, yeah. Was, right? Your yeah. 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 All right. Third bomb for the decade, 2010. Actually, a pretty middling effort. It didn't get like terrible reviews or anything. It was just like five range, I think. Um, Alton and Wade Barrett on top, bro. What a time. That's Dolph rough. and Loki have a kind of like famous match where Dolph gets like almost shoot KO'd by Loki because. <sighs> Yeah, 2010. This match sucked too. This show was worse than 2015, also. <laughs> Look, 2015 was bad. Yeah. But this I think you should embrace, though, that wow. you were there for it, bro. You should, like, yeah, put in your Twitter bio. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of fun to 2010. It was just, it was the third worst show by, like, a little bit. It's um, John Cena is free. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
other matches from the decade. I want to talk about this. We've, we've been here for a while. Folks, hope you enjoy this. I want to talk about it as long as I intended to. Team Cena versus The Authority yep. is a WWE classic. It is a masterpiece. There are so few guys in that match who in that point in time could go. And it is like all pieces together, like a borderline five-star match. Look at the lineups. Bobby, have you got, could you pull that match up? Because this, this is actually like, people don't think, but this is insane what this match achieves. Uh, yes, hold on. I was also there for it. Exactly. And I know we've talked about this before, right? And of course, mm-hmm. Sting's debut is iconic, but the match itself is so brilliant. Right, yeah. Bobby? Um, Ziggler, Rowan, Cena, Ryback, and Big Show again. Okay, okay hold, hold on there. Okay. We all love Big Show. He's not exactly red hot at this point. <laughs> all right. Goes without saying. This is mm. when he Rowan. I was like, so I thought he was a good worker pretty much up into this point, but he started yeah. kind of. And the audience just lost interest, right? It's not his fault, mm. it's just his weird. Yeah. Rowan, God bless, but Rowan. Yep. Ryback. And then you got Cena and Dolph. Dolph has been a loser for a lot of the last two years. Just started getting reheated with the IC belt. All right, Bob, go to the Hilton. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Kane, Luke Harper, Mark Henry, Rusev, and Seth Rollins. Okay. Rusev is brand new. Mm-hmm. Kane finished. Nothing left in Kane. Right. Mark Henry is only in the match for 15 seconds. We all love Mark Henry, but he hasn't got a lot left at this point in time. Harper's obviously the man. Seth freaking Rollins, everyone knows our opinions on him. We don't need to get into it. This match with those dudes is one of the greatest matches in the history of this event. It's like a classic. Mm-hmm. Best of all, it has this old school, like 80s heat. It feels like a classic, like an old school WWF match. People are rocking. Stefan Triple H is selling at ringside. Dolph's bumping. He's selling. It's just wonderful. Bobby, you were there for it. I'm very jealous. This match is just incredible, man. Yeah, it's great. And the way they laid it out is great, too. It kind of felt like they were going to like make Ziggler the guy. And I know it was supposed to be, I believe, for Roman, um, but he was hurt or whatever. And it ended up being Ziggler's yeah. spot. But like, Man, they could have done something here. But, like, even just as a standalone, like, one of the best five-on-five matches they've ever done. You know, Sting coming out is incredible. It's a lot of, you know, you can't think of anything that happens next. You just have to watch it in a vacuum if you really want to Mm -hmm. enjoy it. But, like, for what it is, it's excellent. And I know everyone jokes about the big show turning heel. This is one of my favorites because it's they have three men. Mm -hmm. And he knocks out Cena and walks out. And that means when Dolph comes back around, he's on his own, right? They go from three to one in an instant. He's I also thought they did a good job on commentary of being like, sort of, kind of just basically saying Big Show turns all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like a. I like the commentary on this match. I know people yeah. hate the authority thing, but I think they're good in this particular match. And I like Cole no. Waller and JBL as a team. There you go. Steph and Triple H are great at ringside in this. Oh, yeah. They're selling and. Yeah. This match is fucking great. Oracle, are you, are you co-signing our green? Oh, yeah, this, I just... match rules. this match fucking rules, dude. Mm-hmm. Highlight of Dolph's career. And it, and look, we all do, you know, Dolph is very, it's, we've all had a different opinion on Dolph through the years, but this was a like moment in time where they could have done something, but it wasn't to be still a hell of a career. Another one I give some love, want to give some love to over the decade, 2016, Raw vs. SmackDown. The brand split just came back. This is when you did the Randy and Bray thing I mentioned earlier. That match um, ruled Roman kills yeah. Shane McMahon on a spear. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Alton gets great. everyone outside. Remember Alton's like, everyone get the fuck out of this ring. <laughs> There's a dead body in there. <laughs> um, I always remember the angles leading up to this because as dumb as it sounds now, people that are actually connected with the new rosters because it had been a while since they had a real brand split, 
So when they did the big crossover angles, they actually worked. They never worked again to this level, right? It was always dumb after this. But like people actually felt like a, a feeling for these two rounds because they had just been kind of rekindled and you had Brian and Shane on one side, Steph and Mick on the other. Um, it was a fun little time. It's a very short window. I'm not saying it's like a great run or anything, but man, SmackDown was a hoot. And I think a lot of us had fun doing like sort of, you know, being Team SmackDown for the sake of the grin, right? I think at this time. So mm-hmm. I remember that one funny. Bobby, any memories of 2016 Survivor Series match? Um, 2016, the match itself was good. Yeah, uh, you know, Goldberg and Brock, just because of the shock factor yes. of it, um, yeah. just didn't expect them to do that at all. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, those are really the two standouts. It looks like Miz and Sami Zayn had a good match, which I think I remember now. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. There you go. Goldberg and Brock is magical. Because mm-hmm. they actually recapture, like, Goldberg on one night. Like, it... They get more like the sprint's great, and but that is the only night where he actually was just fully Goldberg again. Because the people are like breath, they're breathtaking, you know, they're like they're, they're in awe. Yep, because they're shocked. It's fucking awesome. Um, Oracle, anything on those two matches from twenty sixteen? Sure, I'm kind of stunned. Doing his punches. That's not good. Um, what was that? Was that? I said, said Butch is doing his punches. That's not good. Oh, that's unfortunate. Hmm. Yeah, but but um. What are some other shows? I'm trying to think of anything from 2012 or. We no. need to mention Brock and AJ, right? From 2017. Yeah. We need to mention oh, yeah, that's a classic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 2012 was uh, Punk and Cena and Ryback, which was right. very good, but Real The Shield baby. came out. That was cool. I was at that one too. Um, there you go. It was okay. I mean, nothing really stands out, but it wasn't like a bad show. What was the Swiss where we have the fun photo of you where you're grinning? That was 2019. There you go. It's during the uh, Brock Ray match, actually. That's so fitting and perfect. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, what do we got for match of the decade? Is it one of the two famous Brock matches? Is it a Survivor Series match? What are we going with? I'd probably go with Brock AJ. Personally. Yeah. Brock AJ was fucking incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, Brock AJ is very... I think Brock Danielson gets more of the hype, but like Brock AJ might be a little bit better, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's like picking between kids, brother. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Like because they're 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 very similar, but they're also there's a difference in the way because the way Brian works it because Brian's a heel, <laughs> but he sells in a way where he let he just lets them cheer him for that night. He just turned heel the week before. Um, let's go with Brock AJ for match of the decade. Fuck it, let's let's do it. Um, all right. Finally, to conclude. The best Survivor Series show. I don't want to go on a limb here, but it feels like we're going to agree with a consensus on this one. Mm-hmm. And O2 is where you fellas are leaning. Is that, is so. that what you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. I need to watch that show in full because I've seen the pieces of it, but I, like, I, was, I was not ready for it to be that far ahead of everything else, you know? But you boys seem confident. You both brought it up before we even got to it. So I think it's 2002, right? So we look, 2002 in. I'm intrigued. We put all the decades together. What is the greatest Survivor Series match of all time? Bobby, mm. what are you thinking? You can have a short list and we can kind of discuss it. What, what do you, you, where does your brain immediately go? Immediately would probably be the Elimination Chamber just because of, mm. you know, historical context and all that. And just, you know, the six guys in it are incredible. Um, so that's where I go immediately. 
Eileen, and that's a very fair pick, to be clear. I think Brett Austin is my okay. personal leader. Or what do you think? Where do you stand? Brett Austin. There's a moment in that match I brought up before where they do like a strike exchange. Yeah. And it's literally like a boxing match. The way that it's sort of presented. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And JR has an incredible oh. call on it. It's legitimately one of the best like one of the best 10 seconds in the history of the company. What about when Austin hits the stunner? But he doesn't hook the leg and Brick is on the rope and JR is like mad. He's like upset. As as someone who knows Steve, he's like bummed yeah. out for him. He's like, man, he had it. You know, like yeah. mm. maybe the best call of Jim's career, man. Yeah. And that yeah, covers a lot of ground, I know. But yeah. he's just he, he gives it a fight feel. Bobby, what you, yeah. are you are you fine with co-signing this? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of great matches. Um again, it's a weird show in that sense. All right, finally, as we all you know, we this is the way we conclude this. Let's rank the decades of Survivor Series. Um, this is really hard with Survivor Series because every decade is a mixed bag and it's own like they change concepts a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Um Bob, what do you think is the strongest decade of Survivor Series? <sighs> of our three full decades, of course. <laughs> It's interesting because I wanted to say 2000 immediately, but it might be the 2010s, even though it has, you know, 2015 and a couple bad shows. But like, bro, I'm kind of glad. Like, I threw it to you and I was wondering where you got it. I think it's the 2010s. Yeah. And like, I feel kind of dirty saying it because I know, <laughs> I know how like divisive the builds have been and like the branding has been. But, I think the highs are higher, and I don't think the lows are like. I personally don't think they're horrific because I agree with Oracle. I don't think twenty fifteen being the worst ever one is kind of ridiculous. Personally, it's just me. Mm. I kind of think the twenty ten is the best decade for the Survivor Series in terms of show quality, not in terms of how much like, you know, the concept appealed to us because they certainly run brand supremacy into the ground. There was a lot of strong shows. Oracle, what do you think? Do you think we're crazy here, Bobby and I, with our our modern lens, what do you reckon? I would say it's, but I would still lean towards the 90s. Mm-hmm. But I do think the 2010s are kind of better than what they may appear if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The more, it's, it, admittedly, the more I think about it, the more I think Survivor Series has a lot of just like, Bad shows, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's hard to rate based off of that. Where it's like kind of different with like SummerSlam or like or like Rumble, or I don't know, of course, I'm sure we'll do deciding the decade and Rumble in a month or sure, two. Sure, yeah, that's mm. gonna be difficult to do because there's a lot of good Rumbles and there's bad yeah. ones, yeah, but like you know, that's that's gonna be tough. It's interesting too because the Rumble obviously is like a consistent concept, right? So it feels yeah, like a and clear I think the Rumble has grown. Yeah, over the years, I agree. And so it's it's going to be like I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one. But anyways, yeah, I'm I'm going to lean 90s, but but 2010s are definitely better than what they what they appear. Bobby, are we cool with giving Oracle the the runner up medal of 90s in the two seed? Yes. Feels kind of nuts. We're going to have the 2000s in the third spot, but like I think that's where we yeah. are mm-hmm. as a group, right? That's where we've ended up. It's just a really hard comparison to make because of how much the show has evolved and gone back and reverted. And this year we've got fucking war games. Um, 
really interesting. I I think it's one of the more unique shows in kind of the wrestling history books, wrestling lore, whatever the fuck you want to call it. All right, folks, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, as we mentioned earlier, as Oracle just said, we're going to do this for the Rumble too. We're going to do it for Mania. And then we'll get more creative and kind of play around with different ideas, that, you know, through the decades. So that's what's ahead. Bobby, any final thoughts, mate? No, I don't think so. I'm glad we got to bring this back. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, just really fun to take a look through these. Uh, you know, really excited for War Games, and uh, we'll be back Sunday to review it, hopefully. Yes, that's the plan. Because um, otherwise, you know, schedules get harder, and it's yeah. just like, we'll try, we'll try our best. Um, I'm really excited. Oracle, any final thoughts? Very excited for War Games. The two War Games matches are just like, and the thing is, the rest of the card, I don't even want to watch. Like, I don't even care the card. Like, <laughs> but like, the two War Games matches pop me, and like, every time they do War Pigs for this shit, it fucking rules. Yeah. And like, okay. I, I love like the little like 30 second ad they've been doing on TV with mm-hmm. War Pigs blaring, you know? And they show like, and there's like Mia Yim making a mean face, and it fucking rules. I'm so happy for her, dude. Yeah, rules. You're fucking war guys. So, so, is her name Mia Yim, or they call her Meechin now? No, she's Mia Yim. They okay. went with they went with um, with Meechin, and then they quickly reverted back. Yeah, smart. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. No shows tomorrow. Hopefully, two on Sunday. The Swarovski review, and also Fleet Week. Featuring the young lions of the late night grin, Tope, Chris, and Young Dukes, all future stars in this business. See their progress on Fleet Week every week, five Eastern um, on Sundays. So that's what we've got to look forward to. I sincerely hope everyone enjoys the Survivor series. Um, I don't want to advise anyone what to watch, but I think if you've been on the like if you've been kind of on the outside looking in with WWE, like a lot of us have, I think this is a really nice show to just have a look what's going on. Five matches, two of them are War Games matches. I'm confident one of the War Games matches is going to be a classic. I really feel it. The other one is going to be a hoot, but I think one of them could be special. Um, Which one? Brother, I trust them. The Bloodline, I trust them. Their instincts. Yeah. I think the women's match will be fun, but I think it'll be a lot more familiar with the NXT ones. Mm-hmm. They ain't doing an Undisputed Era War Games, bro. <laughs> Roman is not doing that. Like, they're going to do... I think they're going to punch each other and shit, man. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um... So yeah, give it a give it a shot if you're interested. If not, who gives a fuck, right? Which way you want, man. There's FTR wrestling with Ricky Steamboat this weekend. There's a lot going on. It's true. Also, Dax is wrestling Speedball Mike Bailey. So also yeah, the top flight ruled. It did. Rampage was fun. All right. People, we appreciate you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh this is true, man. This is crazy. There's no pay-per-view between this and the rumble. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna be the one person to say I actually like that. <laughs> I mean, it's rough on the TV, but like yeah. it's the holidays, man. Like, yeah, time. I that. think next year he'll do Starcade. I'm pretty convinced of this. He'll do that on like the week after Christmas, like in between that and New Year. I'm That'd so. Be cool. it's, it's Triple H, bro. You know what that dude's likes. You know he's fucking. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Um, all right, folks, keep grinning. Hope to see you over at LateNightGrin.com sometime. Enjoy this virus. We'll see you for the review. We'll see you for Fleet Week. All that good stuff. In the meantime. Enjoy this outro. Oh, hell.